This episode is brought to you by the Podcast Services Division at Life's Tough Media. Having your own podcast allows you to creatively reach all types of audiences, from clients to prospects, to your most loyal membership base. And by utilizing studio affiliates located around the world, coupled with quality remote recording capabilities, Life's Tough Media makes having a corporate podcast easier than ever before. Contact us for a no-obligation consultation at info at lifestuff.com or visit lifestuff.com to learn more. Welcome to Life's Tough, You Can Be Tougher. I'm Dustin Planholt, your host. This is a show where we talk about life, and we're going to talk about stories. Many of the stories that you're going to hear may seem very similar to your own, or they may sound completely different. The point is to use your story, whatever that story may be, to give others hope, to help others get through their journey. Our guest today is Christina Rahm. Christina's debut book is called Cure the Causes. She is a scientific researcher, psychologist, and wellness expert who has worked at the big pharma companies and knows that our healthcare system could be a whole lot better. Currently, the medications we take only treat the symptoms of illness, not the true causes, Christina has said. She personally has overcome recurring cancer and serious Lyme's disease and believes that the most important thing we can all do is to limit or remove as many toxins as possible from our bodies and environment around us. Let's welcome her on now. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, you have quite the story. And for the guests that just are tuning in, you heard her bio. Today, we're going to talk to Christina about her story. Now, Christina, you have quite a journey. You've survived what some would say would be crippling, would be post-traumatic stress for the rest of their lives. And yet, you were able to take your story and turn it into something that became fuel. Take us back. How did this begin for you? Well, for me, my journey in healthcare and wellness began, um, you know, I had a master's of science. I had, I was pregnant. I was getting ready to have, it was in a, a doctorate program for psychology, getting ready to have a child and got um, a type of cancer that causes basically the, uh, the child is, becomes a cancer. I know that sounds odd. It's called a partial molar pregnancy and it spreads throughout the body. I actually, there were twins and I had a healthy child who's now 25, but through that journey, uh, I ended up having a prolactinoma brain tumor, uh, seringoelia in the spine, which is basically a tumor inside the spinal cord, uh, melanoma, squamous, basal cell, all, all different kinds of cancer, basically throughout my body at the age of 25. Um, and it caused me to still you know, want to focus on psychology, but also be more interested in science. And through that journey, I started studying uh, not just Western medicine, but Eastern medicine and continued to go back to school throughout my life um, because the the passion of trying to understanding how that affected me and how that hurt me and how that caused extreme fear inside of me because I didn't know if I'd be able to raise a child 
And, um, you know, I, it has caused me, propelled me to put my brain and my energy into all different kinds of science. Um, and that's how I came to the career that I have right now. So this moment of joy, it turned into what I would say would be a death sentence. How did you refocus? How did you not allow you to just fall down and not get back up? You know, I had parents that I uh, grew up in a farm and in Southern Missouri, and I had parents that taught us that when things were hard, you just work harder or you get up and do things. Uh, I was also an athlete. And so uh, my background and my belief in a higher being and my faith in wanting to not give up uh, caused me not to give up and to instead, if I was going to have a short amount of time on this earth, my goal was to spend every minute doing positive things so that I would leave, I don't know if I want to say legacy, but I would leave a good impression on this world and on people because I think that we all are just, you know, we're a spirit, we're a light. Uh, I'm an nanobiotechnologist, so I believe in energy and and we're this energy and what are you going to be a good or a bad energy? And so my focus was to bring light into situations, regardless of what I did for the rest of my life. And that caused me to not give up and to turn it to something positive. You know, I, I looked, look at this from another perspective to say that money would say, what a humbling moment in your life. And I look at it and say, but it recentered you. It got it you did. back to the place that you were always supposed to be. It did, because I think most of my life had been pretty, uh, I, I had had Lyme disease and that was kind of traumatic. I lost my memory for a while. And I don't know if the Lyme disease was a precursor to the cancer that happened in my life. I'm not sure. Um, but I, I had a pretty good life. I was very involved in high school and college and, and in sports and in societies and organizations, sororities, stuff like that. Um, had a very pretty, pretty, you know, easy life. And, it caused me, instead of focusing on just having fun and enjoying, to really make a difference in the world um, because I realized having fun was great and enjoying every moment was great, but that I needed to do something positive to get back. Now, when we talk about in the show about aha moments, the, these moments that, that the clarity and hit you, talk about the book. When did the clarity hit that said, I must do this? I mean, there have been a lot of books that have come out before. What made you see it a little different and how will it be different? Well, to be honest, and I've never talked about this before. Um, I, as a female doing what I do, my career was great when I was in pharmaceutical and biotech and working on research um, and science and medical for companies like Biogen and Lexion, you know, really great companies on that side. I was treated very, very well. But when I became an entrepreneur that was a CEO and started making my own formulas and doing my own things that kind of could be seen as combating, combating big pharma or industry, I was attacked a lot. Uh, I was, there were lawsuits, there were threats literally on my life. There were all kinds of things that happened that scared me. And when I say they scared me, I'm embarrassed to say this. I was so scared that I just wanted to quit every day. Because I, I have four children right now, and I, I did not want you know my life to be over because I was making a stance on things and, and really just telling the truth. I'm not against biotech or pharma or medical devices, but there's a place and time for those. There's also a place and time for nutraceuticals and supplements and holistic healing. And it was unbelievable the amount of 
positive things. Every time I would do something positive and good to give back to societies and governments and people, I would be attacked by these dark, you know, these dark forces, basically. And I don't want to say it's not it's not anything other than power and money. Right. Because when there's power and money and you are a person that could put a threat to that by telling the truth, then there's a lot of um money and time and power that will go in to start stopping good people. And that's what, what had really been happening. And I did not want to write a book, which was just about that. I wanted to write a book that I could tell, start telling people the truth and the good things about detoxification and supplement into their cells and into their body to help them have the best quality and quantity of life that's the story I wanted to tell because to keep fighting the big giants will only cause more of a war. And so I've tried to take a peaceful approach to get the truth out there. So people understand that their body is their only house they'll ever have. They can move into a million houses where they live at night, but this body is what you have. And I want to support people and having the best body they have so they can have the best life they have. And so that's why I started the book. Yeah, I, I love that journey because it is something that I've heard from other uh, entrepreneurs around the world that are disrupting. And what I have found each and every time is when you are disrupting, it ultimately takes the piece of the disruptor. The one that said, I have a calling on my life. I have a purpose. Yeah. I have a mission. And when you lose that piece, everything around you can fall apart. So talk to the entrepreneurs out there. Talk to those people that have that idea, have been trying to take it out of their head. They will disrupt but warn them and give them what are they going to feel along the way? What sort of rejection? What would their life be like for a time? And then how do they not allow it to impact them to make them quit on their dream? Well, I, yeah, it goes back to that. They, if they have the aha moment where they know this is their path, right? This is their journey. They're supposed to make a difference. I think one of the key things is recognizing that as a person and also recognizing there's never been a great leader or a person that's made a difference that it hasn't been a very difficult journey. You know, it goes, it goes back to Robert Frost and all the different poems, you know, which path in the woods you take and all the, all the different philosophers that you go back to, you, you could go through history and each person would tell you if you're going to be this leader and this disruptor or a person to make positive change, you're going to be combated and you're going to have to deal with some things that aren't easy. And I would say to an entrepreneur or a scientist or a doctor or anyone that that is a person that's willing to take that stand, that you just have to understand that you have a gift to help and to do something. You can either choose to embrace your gift and to make a difference, or you can just choose to do nothing because there's really only two choices. And for me, um, it was, you know, I, I have to be honest. I, uh, because I've always been around a lot of people and been in a lot of different groups and, and had this really fun filled life at the beginning of my life. Um, I felt very lonely. I felt, very, and I don't even know how to explain how lonely I felt. Um, I felt <laughs> it just hurt. I mean, I just felt like no one was there for me and no one could understand me. And there was no one to talk to. You know, when I worked for biotech and pharma, there was 20 people I could talk to on a daily basis that were executives or leaders that we did all these things together. When I did this to really not, I, I wasn't combating pharma or biotech, but just trying to make a positive difference by doing my formulas that could help people. Um, I felt extremely lonely as a female CEO. I felt lonely. 
Um, I had to, this is what I had to do. I had to make a list every day of the good things in my life and the strong people that I'd met that, that would love me no matter what. And I realized that even if none of those people would stand behind me when I was on this journey, I had a belief in a higher being that loved me and that would love me no matter what. So I think you have to have that peace of knowing that even if you don't have anyone on this earth behind you, that you have to look inward um, to, to know that you are a good person, there is worth, and you are loved. And this is a small, short journey on our earth, right? Uh, but make a positive impact. Um, I don't know. You, you have to decide, are you here just to have fun and not do anything? Or are you going to make a difference? And that's what I, I had to really look inward and not outward because I had to finally realize I may not be popular. People may not like me, but I'm going to love myself anyway. And it's amazing because what I just heard, and I'm sure the audience did as well, that these survival skills, that they were innate, that they were in you all along, that they were waiting yeah. for you to say, we can do this. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. Don't let them scare us away from where we must go. And you talk about faith. So how do you hold on to faith when everything around you is falling apart? Everything around you seems fearful when you're lonely, when you feel as if you have nothing. How do you climb back and how do you let that faith of a mustard seed come back into your life? You know, the first step is just getting out of bed and taking action, but you have to just look inward. And then I do want to say this, I am not a victim. And I had to tell myself that I'm not a victim. I'm a, a leader. I'm strong. You know, the pioneers, all the people in the world that I've ever looked at that have done things, I'm sure they felt lonely too. Um, but I want to say as a female, I do feel like I was attacked more and not just by men. I want to say this. A lot of times what happens with women that I think that we don't recognize is that um, we're our worst enemy, right? <laughs> we we get jealous of each other. We don't. But then in the end, what happened was I did find that inner strength by making myself understand that I was either going to quit or I was really going to find the strength and be what I knew I was. And then I just kept taking actions day to day. But through all this, I do want to say I've had amazing supportive people that have supported me on the journey. And the harder it's gotten, the more I have this tight knit group that has loved me and, and, and somehow understood my loneliness and understood the pain and been there to support me. But even you have to know this if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a leader, if you're going to make a difference, there's going to be days that no one's going to support you. So you just have to, to love yourself anyway. And I, I don't feel like I'm a feminist. I feel like, you know, I was raised in the South. So I, I'm definitely one of these, these women. I love being, I love being a female. Um, but I, I, I'll tell you another aha moment for me was me realizing it's okay to be me. And it's okay to be exactly what I am and who I am. And if it's not something other people recognize or can relate to, then I need to love even more and be even better of a person. So every day I challenge myself to love people even more, even the people that have not been nice to me. That's a powerful message. And it also goes back to the old adage, you know, we choose our friends. I think many times it's the other way around that they choose us. What is it yeah. about us when we're at our worst that they'll be at their best? 
I, I know I can't even tell you the women and men that when they see me upset because of another attack or another statement, like every time I make a new formula, I'll give you an example. I worked on a formula that's supposed to be taken to help with viruses, bacteria, you know, obviously during COVID we have all this stuff going on and I have countries that have asked me and that I'm doing partnerships with to do antivirals, natural vaccines, all this stuff. Um, so it's been a very exciting but busy time and then also terrifying time, right? With all this stuff that's happened. Um, but through that, I was able to make a formula and I, I had um, five places of skin, skin cancer that came back on my face and they were getting ready to do 20 rounds of radiation. So I wanted to try something out. And so I made it and within a week, all the skin cancer was gone. And if you said to me, is that formula for skin cancer? No, <laughs> I just made a formula that could help the body's natural immune system fight things. Uh, I don't ever make claims that I cure anything. I just, you know, make things that will help support people's body. But through that journey of doing that, even the formulas that I've made that really help people, people will say they own them or they want them or they hate them or I'm not a good scientist. It's one thing after another. So I really want people to know this. If you're if you really are going to make a difference and help people, if you really are going to do something that's life altering or life changing, be prepared for things like that. And then I really think that one thing that I wish I had that I hope at some point I do have is a group of people that have gone through a similar situation as me that I can talk to. Because one of the things that has been hard for me is I haven't had a lot of mentors that have been able for that I have been able to talk to about this journey, which is probably part of the loneliness. And I'm sure most people that do anything similar to what I do have felt that as well. Yeah, that's that's quite a story. And it's one that tells people that on their journey, you're going to meet lots of unique people. You're going to bring into your life their problems. Oh, yeah. They're going to bring your problems into their lives. And then along this journey, along the way, you're going to have a choice. That is to be the volunteer victim or to keep fighting, to leave something that is worth living. You have said, live the life you want. What does that mean? Well, through life, uh, whether you go to a doctor or you're an entrepreneur and you have an attorney or your accountant, whatever you're exposed to that's trying to, to tell, give you advice, people have got to understand. And I think this was a major aha moment for me. I know you asked that in the beginning and I've, I've told you different moments I've had. I finally realized one day people are telling me I'm going to die of cancer or that the Lyme disease never is going to go away or that I have to have 30 rounds of radiation. And, and I'm not saying that people don't need chemotherapy and radiation because they do. Right. But for me, I had this aha moment of, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I can research things. I'm smart. And I think this applies to everyone. This is your life. So why is someone trying? And, you know, it's like when you go to a city, there's a mayor, or there's a governor of a state. You're the governor of this body. You're the president, right? No one else is. So why do people let someone else tell them what to do with their body, with their spirit, with their life? I really, it was a moment for me that was what, like, wait a minute. And I'm not sure if it was the 20 years of college. And I, I mean that. I don't think it was that. I think it was going through all the hard things I've gone through realizing how many times doctors or scientists or lawyers had been wrong, it made me realize I'm in charge. I've got to take responsibility. I can't be a victim. I can't act weak. I've got to be in charge of this. I own this. No one else does. 
So why was I letting other people tell me what to do? And I want, if there's one message I could give to people, it would be, don't let a doctor tell you you're going to die or don't let someone tell you what to do or where to move. You, you have this life to live and you're in charge. So if someone writes something and prescribes or tells you this is what's going to happen, rip it up. Doesn't mean you don't listen to educated people like doctors because it's very important to listen to your doctor, but it means you ultimately have to listen, listen to your inner self research things, know things, and make good decisions. Don't be a victim. Make your own decisions. You know, so they say new year, new mindset. Your book, yeah. what sort of mindset should I have going in? What sort of mindset should the audience have going in? Every, the book is really about the fact that there's all these things that are ha happening in our world. For example, environmental toxins. For example, cancer, autism is increasing year after year. COVID-19. I mean, there's all kinds of things. When you read the book, it talks about getting rid of the bad things in your life because the cause of many bad things are what is at the root of things, right? So maybe you have cancer, but what caused the cancer? Was it the fact that your cells were not detoxing and then were not healthy enough to fight things, right? Because cancer, it talks on the phone to each other and it grows. So how do you stop that signaling? You've got to get the bad things out of your life. So I addressed in this book, not just getting the bad things out of your inner body, but also all around you. Because one of my parts of my education, as I said earlier, was psychology. And so for me, it's the mind, body, spirit, and soul. It's everything. You got. It goes back to you running in the morning. That's so important because it's your body, but it's also for your soul, right? It's so those endorphins can keep going. And my the book is really about empowering people to understand this is your life. Get rid of the bad things. If you're in a miserable relationship, if you're in a work environment where it's toxic, get out. And it gives people hopefully the ability to know that they, I, I didn't want to do a book where there weren't solutions. I wanted to be able to tell people, here are some starting points to where you can impact environmental toxins. We know that the world's toxic. So how, what do you do as a person to fight that day to day? And that's where um, the beginning of the book really starts and it goes through just helping people get there so they can hopefully have a better life. And how do we learn more about you, Christina? Yeah, so I am um, on Facebook, Dr. Christina Rom, and then I'm on Instagram and uh, Dr. Christina Rom, and then I also am on LinkedIn under the same thing. Um, I have some products at Root Wellness brand, which are some of the products I've recently launched. And then another company, Simply Holistic, I have products. So I just do products to help companies. Um, and I am a, uh, the products are in over 65 countries now. That's remarkable. So, Christina, yeah. thank you again for sharing your story on the Lifestuff Podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you again, Christina, for sharing your story. You know, Christina believes that other options exist beyond traditional medicine. She also says to focus on the cause, not the symptoms. Looking at her own lives, we must look within. Where is the knowledge coming from? What do you read each and every day? What do you believe and why do you believe it? There's a quote that goes like this. Wisdom comes from making mistakes. Yet having the courage to face them and make adjustments moving forward 
based upon the knowledge acquired through those experiences. I challenge you. Life's tough. You can be tougher. See you again next week, everyone.